For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona Space Institute, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Mauricio Ibanez Mejia, an Assistant Professor of Geosciences at the University of Arizona, and next week's speaker in this year's College of Science Lecture Series. Welcome, Mauricio. Thanks, Tim. Mauricio, you'll be talking about using minerals as time capsules from Earth's past. How can you tell how old a mineral crystal is? Well, uh, I mean, that's that's a question. Uh, and the question of how old the planet is and how old minerals are and reconstructing the history of our planet has been you know, a longstanding question. And, uh, you know, long story short, uh, radioactivity is the answer. So, you know, there's the radioactivity within minerals that allows us to, to answer that, that question. How does radioactivity do that? Well, because we know that there's certain atoms uh, that are unstable uh, and because of their nuclear configuration and they decay with time and they do so at a, at a pace that is constant, right? So if we know that pace and we know what are the products that are produced due to that radioactive decay and we can measure them, then we can get ages out of rocks. So for example, what are what's the technique that you use most commonly? So the technique that I use most commonly is uh, uses the radioactive decay of uranium to produce uh, lead. Uh, there's a lot of other decay systems, but that one in particular is one that has proven to be uh, most useful to reconstruct uh, timescales of Earth processes, especially in deep geologic time. And what minerals do you work on? Uh, so there's a lot of different minerals. Uh, the most used one is called zircon, which is a, is a zirconium silicate that forms when magmas uh, crystallize and traps some of that uranium. Um, and then we can recover these zircons out of, out of rocks, just terrestrial and extraterrestrial rocks and, uh, and measure uranium and lead and get the ages. And why are zircons so good for doing this? Well, it's really good for a, for a few reasons. One is because it likes uranium, right? So it, when it forms, it incorporates quite a bit of uranium in its structure and it doesn't like lead at all. Right, so by excluding lead, uh, when we measure the lead content of the zircon, most of that lead, you know, the, the vast majority is gonna be uh, produced or is lead that has been produced by, by radioactive decay. So it's, it's kind of an easy uh, system in that way. And also because uh, zircon is very, very resistant to geologic processes. So through time, deformation, tectonic events, fluid flow, et cetera, uh, zircon can can see through all those things. So we can recover pristine ages of, of formation of rocks. Mauricio, when did scientists first start to figure out that you could actually learn the age of a rock? Well, that's a, that's a really interesting question. And, and it's it's intimately related to the study of radioactivity. Um, and it was it was not that late after you know the discovery of radioactivity by you know like Pierre and, and, and Marie Curie in the early 1900s or late 1800s and early 1900s, that people realized that these could be turned into clocks for, for Earth history. So there had been a lot of debate in you know, over the previous century on what how old the Earth was. And surprisingly, very shortly after, about 10, 15 years after the discovery of radioactivity, we didn't even know that isotopes existed. Uh, and scientists began using radioactivity as clocks and producing some of the very first geochronologic ages. So, so we realized very early on what the power of this technique was for measuring timescales of, of the Earth and our planet. Did you get started by looking at rocks and wondering what you could know about them? Well, when I got started, uh, you know, like working in, in geology and in geoscience, I was very excited about volcanoes. And, and of course, you know, as a kid, I was excited about dinosaurs 
and then just you know kind of thinking about how we can use geochemistry and geochronology to kind of connect the two and learn something about the volcanic history of our planet and what that has to do with life and the evolution of life and the extinction of dinosaurs that just seemed like geochronology was the technique that allowed me to connect all, all the dots. Thanks for talking with us, Mauricio. This is Tim Swindle, and you've been listening to Arizona Science. Our guest today has been Mauricio Ibanez Mejia, an expert on finding the ages of rocks and minerals, and next week's speaker in this year's College of Science lecture series. Mauricio's lecture will be at 6 p.m. next Thursday at Centennial Hall on the University of Arizona campus. You can also listen to this and other Arizona science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org. 